welcome to the Authentic Feminine Ecstasy podcast, a place where we explore our innate intimate freedom. And I am delighted to begin this new episode after having gone through the elementals, archetypes within the earth, the fire, the water, the air. And in this episode, I'm going to outline the possibility of taking charge of these elements within us and in which way our life will be impacted by that. So the first thing we notice is that to the degree that there is no earth, no root under us, we are in a state of being not connected, not belonging, and a sense of insecurity, like a tree that is not properly rooted at the first winds is going to either fall or go leaning into a position that's going to weaken its place in the forest. So, Claiming that root, that sense of belonging, that mother that we looked at in other episodes that was removed from the center of our psyche and we have discredited that archetype and with it a profound consequence of being in a state of insecurity. And that state of insecurity, bottom line, makes us needy. Well, you may say, what's wrong with our needs? There's nothing wrong with our needs. Our needs are a sign of being alive and we are full of them. But there is a difference of having needs acknowledged and visible to you and to others when they're there than being needy. Being needy is a bottomless well of unacknowledged needs. And where does this show most in our lives is in our relationships, in our friendships, with our lovers. And in an unconscious way, once we bond with someone, there is an invisible contract that says, you got to meet my needs. If you love me, if you're my friend, if you care for me, then you would be there for me. And in that, there is an incredible assumption and we take the other's choice and we feel bound by this invisible contract and I got to be there for you. And as you know yourself, when you are in front of someone that expects something from us, our sense of like, wanting to give that free will because it's born from us is taken away. And here is how we begin to twist each other and ourselves to enter relationships that strangles that freshness, that love, that excitement that, that is there in front of the other. So that is kind of the bottom ground of not claiming this earth. And again, if our fire is not close to us, so if our fire is something that controls us rather than us being able to use that element, 
then once again, our way in which we put our boundaries, our way we react to situations with our partners, with our close, nearest and dearest, or with our people at work and colleagues, is going to be explosive, is going to be destructive. Because again, we will feel it's burning within our reactivity is going to come and we're just going to come right out with it. And you say, oh, well, what's wrong with being spontaneous? What's wrong with just coming right out with this first thing that comes when somebody you perceive is being abusive or is being inappropriate or you believe is doing something you don't like? There is nothing wrong with being spontaneous and I'm going to discriminate here between spontaneous and impulsive. Impulsive is that we can't hold our energy. Spontaneous and spontaneity happens when we are able to feel that movement within. We can hold it and we create something beautiful with it. So that's kind of going to be our criteria of how are we reacting or responding? In other words, are we being impulsive or are we being spontaneous with our actions into the world, which is the fire? And again, we looked at the water. So the consequences of not being able to flow with our emotions, to repress them, then to explode with them then to bring mind to them, then to deny them. It's going to come in a form of physical constipation. It's going to be like causing us illnesses in our body. It's going to cause us contraction in our body, which then it turns back into being needy because you have a hole on the belly of emotions that you want the other to rescue you from. And of course, the other is going to go into this back and forth of emotional toxicity that is so common in relationships. And there's a a term that I've coined, which is the abuse of intimacy. When we meet somebody, we don't have any expectations. We just like them as they are. We see the little things that we don't like, but they're all wrapped into some kind of magical unknown and respect for the other. And then as we begin to get closer, then this syndrome of the this own element in us begins to set in and then we become abusive. The more intimate we are with somebody, with the more freedom we have to be abusive. And so that's going to be, again, the, the consequences of not taking charge of our waters. And taking responsibility is almost like, you know, if you eat kind of foods which are really damaging for you and then you're farting all over the place and you are um, your body is reacting to the foods and you are spreading this into the environment in if you are in your bed with your lover and your stomach it's all over the place so you will say well it's not my fault you know my stomach is bad well how about taking responsibility for our stomachs, which is the place where we ingest the world, we absorb the nutrients, 
we and then we let go and discriminate what's wanted and what's not wanted. And this is the basic process of assimilation. We let life in and we absorb it and we make it ours. It becomes part of who we are. And then we discard what's not needed for us and what's wanted becomes our fuel, our energy for creativity, for more life. So again, if we don't take charge, if we don't befriend our emptiness, our space, our silence, the void becomes a place we avoid. This shaman archetype I was talking about, we're going to become uh, easily lost. We're going to drown in a glass of water and we're going to feel in a state of stress that we are needing answers, we are needing solutions, we want people to solve our problems because we are blind to the wisdom that is accessible to us. So as we can see, taking charge of this element puts us into a position in our life that we cease to be the victims, the circumstantial victims of our environment. And one of the symptoms that I love when we take charge of our elements is that we stop giving credit or blame to the other for our inner world. We become the creators of the environment that lives within, which is the only thing we can actually control. I can't control the other. And that's such a relief when we realize that the world cannot be controlled because everyone is here following their own impulse or spontaneity, depends of where they are in their journey. But I can manage, I'm the one responsible to be in a state of flow, of sweetness, of openness, of freedom, of tenderness. Hey, that sounds like a demand. No, it's our birthright. It's our birthright. And I would say it from the top of my voice, shouting at this truth that is being blindfolded to us. And our education system insists of you not knowing that you are the creator, not just the created. Yes, you're born and you're being created in your mother's womb. You were a little baby and you were born and you had to be facilitated so that you could get to a place with your body that you could manage it. But who taught you to manage the invisible, the energy you are, the fire you are, the water you are, and you didn't see your parents managing and your teachers. So it's a insidious inheritance of blindness. And this podcast is about to remind us that this is a amnesia. And these are the times to wake up. Right now, when we are on the edge of something, yesterday I was looking with a friend at the statistics on suicide. And the age of suicide today begins at 10, and it's on the increase. 10 years old and no longer want to be here. To me, that's an invitation to all of us to say, 
it's not working. And there's no one to blame. I feel like we've got to where we got and it's important because we have managed survival consciousness quite well. We can survive. The next question is beyond survival, beyond being able to fence for the environment. What is there? Beyond having a body that more or less works and you think and you can feel and you got everything, we got all the intelligence we need to actually make of our life the unique expression of the creator we are. So we have been created and we are creators. And that little switch from created, which makes a circumstantial victim and awaiting for a miracle to happen, to be the proactive creator. And I don't mean setting your goals and your purpose and your mission statement to live and this is what I'm about. This could be highly egoic, meaning highly gap feeler because you don't know who you are. It's more of a something that occurs when you are redeeming this elemental nature, when you actually can sit in your own beingness, in that void that I was talking about, and everything is there, that magician I was talking about, that's already who we are. And that ground that allows us to feel confident and that emotional color which we paint our reality. They are not emotions, they are not things to torture others with or ourselves, which is what we end up doing. But the color in which we bring texture to our canvas, to our unique creations, and then our mind. Our mind, it's a source of endless creativity but it can be trapped on your conditioning that says you are the created, you are circumstantial victim, and blindfolded to the immense power that lays within us. Once your mind sets free from this little prison, then we begin to listen effortlessly, effortlessly and I like to repeat that word because it's almost like effortlessly it's for the lazy if you want something you got to really work hard you got to sweat it you got to push even if you have to eradicate everyone on your way to your goal that's justifiable and then you make it to the final goal well um all up for energy and passion. But that pushing, to me, sounds like something that people reach to their goals and the next thing is their heart attack and they look around and they have no friends and their family is broken down, but they have a million dollars in their account. So the question is, how can I remember that I'm not just the created, but I am the creator. And how can I want to desire to come 
to intimacy with this earth, water, air, fire, I am, in this dimension at least, and when we die, that's what dissolves. The four elements, we can ask any doctor, that's what dissolves, and then people talk about the soul, the energy, the invisible, but leaves the body. Well, do you want to wait till you leave the body to find out that you were the creator, or you want to experience it right here, right now, today, without having to go to 10,000 gurus? That is my invitation to wake up from the amnesia. And it's already here. If you care to listen to earlier episodes and you want to know how you can recover the memory of who you are, keep listening because we are together on an adventure of remembering. So thank you for listening and we're going to continue on the following episodes and going more specific about how we can remove this toxicity of giving this credit and blame to the world, to other, and take sovereignty. Hey, that's a beautiful word. Sovereignty for our lives. Sovereignty from ourselves. And drop that toxic game that we play with our environment that just promotes more and more pain and sadness and disconnect. But I'm not going to end this podcast on this sad note, which is good to acknowledge. I want to end today's episode by saying, yes, we can do it if you choose to. So thank you for listening and keep your ears peel to my next episode where we're going to continue finding out more about who we are.